0: Download the free anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. I'm sure you probably don't know how this goes, but you know, have a little introduction and it goes a little something like this. (laughs) 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 What's going on, guys? It's your hobby David Sinclair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speak Show. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speak Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. I'm your host, Yahavi St. Clair. And guys, we are sitting here with another special guest, another connection established through LinkedIn. I am sitting here with Raj Sabameyer. Now, before we dive into this episode of the St. Clair Speak Show podcast, I want to let you guys know that there's still time on the clock to get things done before we go into 2021. So, network, use your resources, put yourself out there. You never know how you could help someone or if someone could help you if you don't tell them. So with further ado, Raj, it is a pleasure to have you on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. For my audience and, and, and you know all these new listeners tuning in right now, can you tell us a little bit more about you, what you do, and what sparked this inspiration and why you're on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast today? Yeah. First of all,
1: thanks for having me. I love the uh, Guests who come on your show, I listen to some of their your episodes, and that's why I'm here as well to share my story and hopefully at least inspire one or two people who are watching or listening to this uh, podcast. So again, my name is Raj Meyer. I'm a international keynote speaker, author, and tech career coach. So what I do mainly is I help people in the tech industry to find their dream job and become successful leaders in the industry. And I've been in IT for over 15 years now, and uh, that's how I pe- help people. Apart from that, I also speak at a lot of conferences and uh, companies hire me for their private events to speak on various topics like leadership, motivation, uh, software, uh, productivity, right? So all those kind of topics, I could curate topics based on the audience. And finally, I love sharing my thoughts on various topics via podcast and also via writing. So I write for a lot lot of publications. Uh, Tech companies and publications uh, hire me to write various blog posts and articles and share my thoughts on leadership and uh, various other topics. So that's kind of my whole uh, gambit of services, which... I help out with and which I offer to my clients, right? What led me to your podcast was, as I was saying, I'm a podcast junkie. (laughs) I listen to about like 250 to easily about 250 to 300 podcasts uh, every year, right? Uh, And while listening to all these podcasts, and of course, I'm super active on LinkedIn, I saw your profile uh, there and um, we apparently had uh, mutual friends as well. And then I started checking out your podcast and then checking out your guests. And I thought, you know what, this is a great platform for me to share my story as well in terms of career advancements, leadership, uh, motivation. So, yeah, that's what has brought me here pretty much.
0: I'm excited. You know, I'm real. I am really excited to talk to you about multiple different things. And, you know, I'm a speaker, too. So I want to dive into the speaking, but I want to say that like really. I want to say that for later. So what got you into tech and why is tech so important now more than ever? Great question.
1: Um, So before I answer that question, I have to give some context to your audience. Right. So, of course, from my thick Texas accent, you know I was not born in the United States, right? So I grew up in the southern part of India um, in a place called Chennai. It is one of the five major cities in India which pretty much runs the economy, right? And since a young age, uh, for at least the Asian folks listening to your podcast, you can relate to this. You're pretty much been growing up, given three choices by your parents. You can either become a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, right? So so that was my story. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be an engineer. And kid you not. So since a young age, they wanted me to get into this uh, engineering position, right? And um, while growing up as well, I was constantly compared to other people, other overachievers around me in terms of uh, academic excellence. For me personally, I was pretty average in almost everything, you name it, academic, sports, dating, you name it, I was average in everything, right? And constantly being compared to other people and comparing myself to other people as well, uh, gave me this feeling that I was not good enough, I didn't matter. And I probably didn't have anything to offer in this world, right? This kind of continued to my second year of my undergrad. And then I had this uh, epiphany. I came to a realization one day when I was sitting in my study room that all this while throughout my childhood, I was trying to do things to please other people because I had this huge fear of being ignored because everyone, Ignore me no matter what, whatever I did, right? And by trying to please other people, I was disappointing myself. I was letting other people's opinion be my reality. So that's when I decided, you know what? I am going to uh, carve my own identity. I'm gonna strive for greatness. And I know uh, I'm enough and I'm gonna do a big shit. And then I was thinking about, okay, now, how do I go about doing it, right? That's when I decided, okay, I'm going to stick with the tech industry, but I want to do something different, something which I am passionate about. So in since 2002, so I uh, did my undergrad in uh, IT. And then in 2008, I came to the US again to pursue my master's in software engineering. And then for the past 15 years, years I've learned so many different things and I've gone through so many different roles in tech which is which pretty much led me to where I am today who is a tech career coach helping people so that's kind of my whole backstory and and how I landed in tech of course I have a lot of funny stories and interesting stories related to me coming to the U.S. as an immigrant but we can always uh, talk about that uh, if you want to get to that as well so
0: that's exciting because I've, you know, with the experience of just going remotely with COVID and the pandemic, everything, it, it, it's tech, it's software. And, and if you're not if you're not keeping up with the times you're left behind. So a lot of people are struggling. So what are some maybe like tips or what are some things that you've seen in your industry where you see maybe not uh, maybe people in their sixties or seventies, or maybe the younger generation that are learning a lot more in the tech industry in engineering. Uh, are there some Uh, tips that you would say like, hey, here are some simple things to go about, you know, getting your business out there, getting yourself out there for someone who's been corporate their whole life that has no idea on how to use the internet and make it resourceful?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And also kind of uh, connects to your previous question as well in terms of uh, how tech has changed, what do people have to do to stand out in this current era of tech, right? So it's really simple. There's one word, or I would say two words, it's about personal brand. And that's what is going to set you miles apart from your competition. So let's just take a step back here. I think the world has drastically changed, especially the tech space has drastically changed in terms of the jobs. So for example, till about seven, eight years ago, people thought that they have to specialize in one particular field, and then become masters in that particular field. And that's what is going to give them growth. And that's what meant success in tech. But I have news for you. That's no, that's not uh, the truth anymore. That's not the reality anymore. Because over the past seven, eight years, you've seen so many different things which have come up in tech and you need to know basics of everything. So. The rule of the game right now is being jack of all trades and master of none. You need to be able to adapt to changes in technology. And uh, that's why you have to build your personal brand first. So what do I mean by that? Say for example, I use this example quite a bit to help people uh, get an idea of why personal brand is really important. Say you have your favorite uh, conditioner and you've been using the conditioner, say, for 10 years, right, there's not just one reason, one specific reason why you're using the conditioner. It's not just because of the price, it's not just because of the fragrance, it's not just because of the packaging, it's not just because of the color you're buying it for 10 years, but it's all these facets of the conditioner which makes you keep buying it again and again for over 10 years. And our careers are the exact same way. It's various facets, various skill sets which you gain, which helps to build your personal brand. So, in terms of how tech has changed, how and how we have to adapt to this new era, you need to build your personal brand. And there's different ways to actually build your personal brand, right? First is, I think me and you were just talking about it in terms of the power of social media, especially LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn is one of the most underrated and highly powerful social media platform for professionals, right? Especially for tech professionals. Your dream job is sitting right there. And LinkedIn is the place where you can connect with people and help to grow your network, right? And and so LinkedIn is the most powerful thing you could do for your personal brand. And of course, later we can get into more LinkedIn-related stuff on how people can use LinkedIn to stand out from the crowd. But one is LinkedIn for building a personal brand. The second thing is you need to grow your network. And how are you going to do that? Of course, LinkedIn is one aspect for growing your network, but there are other ways to do that as well. Because right now, if you see, they have a lot of online conferences. They have a lot of meetup groups. So what are you going to do is during these holidays, if you have time, go attend these meetup events. And in those meetup events, you're going to see all the attendees list names who are attending the meetups. Literally what are you going to do is take the name and plug that on LinkedIn and then you're going to get their whole profile. And then you can see whether it's someone you want to connect with, right? Say for example, you want to be a software programmer. And in this meetup event, you find a person and through LinkedIn, you find that person as a software programmer as well, go connect with that person, right? So growing your network and then continuous learning. As we already mentioned, the rule of the game is being jack of all trades. So take this opportunity to take a lot of courses online. You have Udemy, you have Coursera, you have even LinkedIn courses, uh, Khan Academy, Code Academy, if you want to learn coding, right? Take this opportunity to gain those extra skill set because this is the thing. Right now, there are over 30 million jobs which have been lost. That means for every job you're applying for, probably there are at least thousands of people are applying for the same job. So, what is going to make you stand out from the crowd? And that's where the whole personal branding comes into picture. So, right off the bat, these are three things you could do to build your personal brand. And to answer your question, personal brand is the most important thing. Especially right now in tech, to make a name for yourself, build credibility, and get your dream job as well.
0: Yo, you were going like spot on, yo. Because look, I was just about to say, and you you took the words right out of my mouth. You mentioned Udemy, Skillshare, and there's Fiverr too. There are freelancing apps, and there's apps where you could uh, you could teach and you could also learn. So, like you mentioned, if you want to learn coding, if you want to learn all these things the resources out there. I all. It's funny that you mentioned LinkedIn. I had, uh, I think this was like, maybe like seven months ago. I sat in on a, and it was downloadable too, which was great. LinkedIn learning on how to be a better speaker. Uh-huh. And, there are so much courses on LinkedIn. It will, it, it will just blow your mind if you want to search it in the tab and you could find it. And another thing that you mentioned is finding your dream job. Another thing that you can do is you could create the dream job. You could create an internship. You could create, you could just post anything on LinkedIn in terms of just a job, right? And and, and teach these skills and have people come on. And we live in an era where it's informative and information is the key, but skills create the jobs now. So there is a huge demand in, in, in tech software anything digital anything digital technology is a billion dollar industry maybe a, little, a lot more now than, than it was before right. because what i'm noticing is I'm connecting with people and you're talking about networking. I'm connecting with people at volume. And one of the things that I, I've used to build my personal brand, of course, is the podcast. It's been great for networking, affiliate marketing, and I don't have my own you know, studio. So to take advantage of COVID and, and this remote opportunity that everyone's trying to connect, everyone wants to build their personal brand. It's been really life-changing stuff. Um, I was, there was a time period where I was getting by because of Fiverr and posting you know, uh-huh. different gigs, whether it was fitness, it was podcasting with content editing. There was so many different gateways to make money. You know, I was wasting so much time applying for jobs. I think there's months going by, I didn't hear back from anyone. And I'm like, yo, what am I doing here? I could just go out here, post a gig and and get compensated. Just last week, I made $40 to edit a one minute video. It, I, the best $40 I've ever made. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? So.
1: People, so this, you bring up a good point and I wanted to mention over here is uh, as humans, our mind has been trained to see results immediately, right? Okay, I wanna lose weight. Okay, how do I lose weight in the next one week? Oh, I wanna build my personal brand. How do I build my personal brand in one week? People don't understand the power of delayed gratification. You need to put in the effort to actually reach that destination. And the key is the journey where you learn so many different things, which takes you to the next level, right? Like for example, I was looking at your profile and fitness is something which you are passionate about and you get it, right? If people say, dude, I want a six pack right now. How do I do it in a week? (laughs) You'll say probably surgery or maybe even that won't work. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do surgery. I'm just kidding folks who are listening. But the point here I'm trying to make is it's delayed gratification. It's gradual, small, small steps towards your goals, which actually gets you there. So talking about LinkedIn, you, you said um, you were applying for different job and no one was, you know, uh, calling back. And I was in the same boat in 2008. For not a, for, I think a lot of people do not know about this, but I came to the U.S. in 2008 as an immigrant. And I still remember this vividly because I came in on August 31st, 2008. And then on September 7th, 2008, Lehman Brothers fell. And for those young people who are listening who do not know what Lehman Brothers is, it was one of the biggest financial firms in the world and they became bankrupt overnight and kind of triggered the whole recession, right? I came in during that time and from the beginning of 2009 to end of 2009, I applied for 1,293 jobs, one, two, nine, three jobs. And guess how many callbacks I got from it? I got four callbacks from it and I converted one job out of it and that was not a full-time job but it was an internship because as an immigrant it was really hard to get jobs because people weren't ready to sponsor my work permit that was one thing but the second thing was I was doing the same thing I kept applying for a job but no one was calling me back
0: can I ask you this I don't want to interrupt you but what I'm glad you brought up that point what are the similarities that you're seeing now versus 2009 It's the exact same situation because
1: people in 2008 during the recession, right? They were anxious. They uh, were insecure. They uh, uh, they didn't know how their jobs are going to change. And then a lot of people were in the receiving end of mass layoffs. And finally, there were people who wanted to make a change, but they had the fear of the unknowns. And it's the exact same situation right now. In 2008, uh, 2009, the unemployment rate was 10.1%. And then COVID, when it was at its peak in April, it was 11%. So it is very similar in terms of job losses and job insecurities. But yeah, it's the exact exact, uh, same situation right now. And that's why, You can use the power of LinkedIn to do a lot of things right now. You don't have to keep applying for jobs because, and expecting something. Instead, you have to strategize your whole job application process. If you want, we can talk about that in a bit. But before we talk about that, I wanted to say just by using LinkedIn, you can find jobs, right? So there are two strategies off the bat right now. People who are listening can follow. First thing you can do now is, yes, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, press pass on this podcast and go create a LinkedIn profile because it's so important. But say you have a LinkedIn profile, you have to make sure you add as much information as possible and specific keywords for it. So what do I mean by that? Say, for example, you you want to be a software programmer, you need to have information and keywords in your profile, such as uh, developing, programming, uh, building products, and then uh, names of programming languages. Because is the thing. When recruiters use software to scan uh, candidates for particular jobs, it actually goes through a LinkedIn profile and use and searches for these actual keywords. And all the information put on LinkedIn is indexed by Google. It's SEO information. So that's why...
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to interrupt you. I, you're getting into some real goodies right now, and I want to dive into that specific thing because I recently cracked a code with LinkedIn, and you know I've run my own like little different automation sent outs and this is what I'm doing for my clients now. It, it's a lot of SEO keyword demand and high search. And I was talking to someone on Clubhouse yesterday who's in the beauty supply industry, and I'm telling her, I'm like, yo, you know, you sell waist trainers. If you were to go on Jungle Scout and, and put uh you know waist trainers Waste Trainers bring in a lot of money and it is one of the highest keyword search demands on Amazon. So tell us a little bit more about that because I've recently, one of the things that I do on LinkedIn, and and this is how I found uh, Godwin Chen, and and this is how it all connects to you. That was an automation send out that I did. And I searched all things. I searched speakers and podcasters. Uh Then I had a filter list of a thousand people. And I did my initial reach out and that's how I was prospecting. Cause I, I, I kind of got that using LinkedIn sales navigator, right. but, um, I, I want to dive in a little bit more about that because a lot of people aren't familiar with SEO. They're not familiar with automation and keyword search code. So if you can. Just... Yep.
1: Oh yeah. That's a great point. So uh, let's dump it down a little bit so that even the common people who do not want to use LinkedIn sales navigator and all the cool tools. Uh, even they can start using LinkedIn without any fancy tools, right? So let's let's just take a step back here. First things first, again, for people who do not know what a CEO is, it's search engine optimization. Basically, Google searches for these particular keywords you use to bring up your profile in the top 10 or top 15 results. And that's what we are talking about here. So on LinkedIn, I'm going to Uh, take the career standpoint, so that people can relate to it even better. Say again, software programmer, in your about section, you have to use keywords such as programming, collaborating, developing, building, uh, and then teams. And then you should use programming language names like uh, JavaScript, Java. And then in your experience section, for each experience, write down things of what you actually did in those particular companies. Again, using some keywords, based on your real life experiences. So when recruiters use recruiting software to search LinkedIn profiles, you are going to show up because of using those keywords. And when people Google something, say software programmer candidates, if you say looking for jobs or programming jobs, then you are going to be search on Google. And that's your ideal situation. You need to be visible to people, right? So that's why it's really, really important to use the actual keywords and build your LinkedIn profile. And even in LinkedIn itself, say, as you said, a lot of people like you are using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which is an add-on tool on top of LinkedIn. You are going to show up in their search results as well because you use all these keywords. So that's why this SEO and optimization thing is really, really important, right? And two more things, which I just wanted to mention here so that people know that it's not that complicated is first thing, say you're looking for your next opportunity in tech or any industry for that matter. There are two things you could do right now to find jobs and be proactive. So first thing is tapping into your own network. In fact, the other day last week, I was talking to this uh, woman who has 15 years experience in tech. And she said, man, I'm not able to find jobs. Then I said, did you tap into your own network? Then she said, what do you mean by that? Okay, how many connections do you have on LinkedIn right now? She said, I have 4,500 connections. Have you ever thought about reaching out to those connections who are relevant to your ideal job and then ask them whether they have different jobs available and what it takes to get the particular job? She said, no. and. This is not the first time this has happened. I do career coaching for a living and time and again, people fail to pay attention to their own network. So first thing is tap into your own network. So say for example, you, you wanna be a software programmer, you're going to go into your network and see who is already a software programmer in different companies and then connect with them saying, hey, I'm up and me and my wife, uh, didn't have any family in this entire state of Illinois. So, and it was a pandemic. So literally since my son was born in October of last year, me and her who have, I run a business and do stuff. And then she has a full-time job. We've somehow managed it, right? So one thing, first, let's co- come to the personal standpoint, then let's get to the business standpoint. From a personal standpoint, I'm with you. It, uh, I learned empathy. And when the kid looks at you without knowing the different things in the world and that pure innocence and the the purity uh, just melts you in your heart, especially when you think about uh, doing stuff for your work and things like that. You just start thinking about life in a totally different perspective uh, in terms of, wow, look at this kid looking at me and so pure. Um, He's going to grow up. He's going to listen to a lot of things, make his own decisions. And I am uh, I need to make sure I am healthy for him. I'm able to play basketball with him. I be a role model for him and show how the world can have, uh, can be a world filled with generosity and kindness. Because one thing me and you probably know uh is uh i think especially people in the us is uh we miss empathy and value to people and uh, the human connection and just treating people as people and i think that's missing right now especially if you're a person of color uh you may get what i'm trying to say uh i'm brown and my wife is white caucasian and uh my i have a mocha baby so yeah so it's, makes me think about all these things when I'm feeding him. I literally, I'm on my rocking chair for one hour, just looking at him, especially when in, in this initial months, I keep thinking about all these things. So from a personal standpoint, it opens up your lens to a much wider audience, like a wider lens. It makes your lens vision much wider and think about all these things, right? That's the first thing. From a business standpoint, I was thinking how the hell